It is July 2nd at the time of this recording, so happy almost 4th of July. Uh, yeah. Feeling so patriotic. Dude, oh, it's funny. You're happy, white. Um, happy birthday, America. Your skin is red from all the sun you've been on. Yes. Under. That's been on you. <laughs> and your shirt is blue, so... You, oh. got, you got the triple American threat, my friend. I, I bleed America. Yeah, these colors don't run, baby. No. Yeah. Unless, I, unless because... it is my blood, because then that could run. How does blood run? <laughs> it more like circulates. It's like Kenyan blood. Yeah. It's like really fast. Always finishing first. We are getting into Game of Thrones this week. It has come and gone. Season six ended with an explosive finale. So many people are like, like, oh, good. Way to turn a phrase, you jerks. Uh, it is done. Game of Thrones season six all wrapped up. We are going to be getting into it a lot. Looking back, not just at the finale, but the whole season. Very enjoyable. It will be a spoiler filled recap of yeah. season six. So hopefully you are caught up. If not, then this isn't for you just yet. Yep. <clears throat> there goes my voice. <clears throat> it's okay. You okay? Yeah, probably. All right. So you were eating frogs earlier. <laughs> was frog legs though. They were cooked. So mm. have you, have you, what's the most adventurous thing you've ever eaten by the way? Frog legs, actually. Really? Yeah. What was the context? Vegas and a hot trick was daring me to do it, even though I didn't really want to eat frog legs. Did it pay off in any way or shape? No, not at all. Cool. Yep. I think the most adventurous thing I've ever eaten uh, at a sushi bar was a sea urchin. Very spiny. I would not yeah. recommend it. Yeah. No, kind of gross. Thing. But uh, hopefully... <laughs> are you? You've got a... Brandon <laughs> is chewing on a chocolate cigar. <laughs> it is the weirdest thing. It's pretty good. Okay, well, thanks for offering some so I could sign off on it. Apparently no. not. So, before we get into our spoiler-filled discussion about Game of Thrones Season 6, just kind of want to you know, take a moment to thank the people that are making this podcast possible, covering all our production costs, travel, hair gel, uh, you know, all the things <laughs> that come with podcasting. Uh, and that, unfortunately for us, is nobody. So in the meantime, we're going to thank some people who don't exist. If you've heard any of our podcasts before, we do have fake sponsors. And people are lining up to give us fake sponsorship, such as this week's sponsor. Barkin' for Bacon. Did you say Barkin' for Bacon? I did. It's the new hit show with Hollywood megastar Kevin Bacon. Oh. You've seen the same old tired reality dating show. Too many of them nowadays. Yep. It's like now, me. get ready. For the first ever interspecies reality adoption show. What? Join Kevin and 12 dogs of various breeds and sizes as they look to become his dog. Oh, that's my dog. That's Bacon's what he'll dog, say. yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, more than that, enjoy the connections that are made every week to see who Kevin selects to become his furry, four-legged forever friend. Aw. And... You thought some of the other reality show contestants were bitches? <laughs> bitches. Just wait until you see Barkin' for Bacon, premiering next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Guaranteed to be better than the last two seasons of the other Kevin Bacon show, The Following. Which is not hard to do. Barkin' for Bacon's gonna rule. I really... We got an advanced screening uh, of this, yep. you know, seeing as how we're uh, connected. And I got to tell you, there's this golden retriever that is going to steal this season. Now, no spoilers oh, yeah. about Barking for Bacon, which, mind you, doesn't exist. My favorite character, and I don't want this to sound racist, but the sassy black lab <laughs> was hilarious. Yeah, she's got curves and the way she wiggles her hips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when her tail wags. Girl has some sass. I, I love a sassy black lab. Barking for Bacon. It does premiere next Tuesday, 8 p.m. on the Fox Network. Brandon is cracking up over it. <clears throat> Sorry, I was drinking I was drinking some Mountain Dew, and then I laughed, and I choked on it. Now, were you laughing because of the Mountain Dew? <clears throat> no, I choked because it was Kevin Bacon-flavored Mountain Dew. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> and I didn't expect that. Yeah, that's the taste of success. <laughs> and now, we're going to shift gears to... That's me shifting gears. <laughs> that is, I just went to third, like, right away. No car makes that sound. That you know of. And do you drive an automatic, by the way? Yes. So shut up. You uh, but I you used to drive a stick. And, and what was sounds, his name? The sounds that it kind of... <laughs> nice. The sounds that it always made were... <laughs> so I know That's why you don't I, drive I know a what stick a anymore. sounds like. <laughs> uh, do you know what Manuel sounds like? That's your neighbor's name, actually. He no, does Manuel not. labor. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... Let's talk about our topic of the week. You know what's coming. For any spoilers that uh, you're not wanting to hear, stop listening right now because it's our topic of the week. 
and it's Game of Thrones Season 6. Game of Thrones. My favorite show. It is. And I... one of my favorite seasons of my favorite show oh, has this now was concluded. Concluded. That's <laughs> concluded. That means that the conclusion was explosive. So it, it really was. Exploded and concluded. So it was concluded. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for bailing me out there. Yeah, you're welcome. So anything let's I can do to help. talk about it. Where where did the season go? It went all kinds of directions. And you know, I really got to say, I find the more, granted, I haven't read the books, but from what I've understood and my own sense of things is the further they get away from the books, you know, they're eclipsing where the books have already yeah, like put their Yeah, it's almost like it's better it got. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would agree with that. I feel Which like is weird. they're taking their own liberties and they're not having to worry about impressing the fans of the books or staying too close, I feel like it's benefiting the show, and that's the only variation of Game of Thrones I, I know. Yeah, I, I I actually totally agree with you, and that was a thought that I had, where usually that's the opposite. Right. Usually, when they're following an original source material to a T, it's right. really good, but then once you give kind of more creative liberty to a, an entire studio or a panel of writers, it starts to go to shit. Yeah. But in this case, it actually got more epic. It got to the point where... Every character's story arc was kind of more impactful. Yes, and um, and there was a more satisfying conclusion to all of those story arcs that did close. I, I don't know. I I actually agree with you a hundred percent. Totally liked it better. And the thing that I think for the first thing that I'm really feeling at the end of this season, where I don't think I've really felt it as much as pronounced in the previous seasons. I think for the first time, I'm really starting to feel like there's an end game starting to take shape. Right. Yeah. You know, this house is gone. This beef is squashed. This Where, like, things gone. are starting to narrow down. They really because are. Because there's, there's, like you said, different, different houses, different groups are starting to die off or band together. And they're seeing the bigger picture of what's ahead. Right. Do you remember the very first scene of the very first episode from season one? No. It's a rogue um, crow. A member of the the Night's Watch. Okay. And he's running for his life. And then he sees someone get killed. And um, it's a White Walker. So they showed you from the very beginning who the real number one enemy is. And granted, the White Walkers were kind of held in check this season. Except for that one scene, really, to me. With Brant? Well, that's the uh, the scene I'm talking about. Brant. Sorry, I keep calling him Brant. Or should we say the new Three-Eyed Raven? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when he accidentally stays too long in his uh, the vision, right, and then he allows the knight's uh, king touches him, which was a freaking creepy scene, and then all of a yeah. sudden the branding is on his arm or like his prints on his arm, and he's allowed access into the tree where the three-eyed raven are and the children are, and now he knows where to find Bran. And, yeah, and so yeah. Bran's on the run, and aside from that, there is not much from them, but every they're on more people's tongues now. People yeah. are starting to talk about them. They're not a myth well, anymore. Well, and as John is trying to build up his army, he's constantly using the White Walkers to do that. He's constantly saying, we can't keep fighting against each other. We have to band together to fight the real enemy to us all, which is the White Walkers. Yeah, and who better than him to know from personal experience? He's been dealing right. with them since the very beginning, and he had that uh, that great episode last season, the episode that was called Hard Home, where he goes to recruit some wildlings, and you, mm-hmm. if you recall... The Night's King and his boys show up and they like slaughter that village. And then yep. there's all the dead people as John's escaping on the boat. Remember, he raises the dead and just has a stare down yeah. with John. That's like, that was creepy. that's one of the best scenes of the series so far. But which, yeah, nobody knows which better Which wasn't than John. even getting close to some of the better scenes that we saw this season. Oh, yeah. And so many, so many yeah. gra- great scenes this season. But um, yeah, th- there's an end game taking place. So yeah, now houses are falling, other houses are uniting. And really, the only human baddie left because let's face it uh joffrey's gone bolton's both right. the boltons are gone uh to a whole satisfying level and now <laughs> really the only baddie left as far as a real threat to other houses is cersei yeah so she's turning into far more of uh of a villain she's becoming the mad queen so okay. yeah the, uh, 
Ares Targaryen was called the Mad King because he wanted to burn the people of the city. And if you'll recall, mm-hmm. that's whole Jamie Lannister's whole backstory into Game of Thrones is he was the guy who said, I'm not going to let you do that. I'm going to commit regicide and kill the king and become Kingslayer. But yet his own sister actually did it. Yeah, so now... That's going to be an interesting point for season seven. Exactly. And it's this interesting point. There is one scene where he's watching her get on the throne. And you can see in his face that he's a little uneasy about this to the point where he's he's like... like, I was gone for a few weeks. What the hell's going on here? He's like, I love her. Even though though she's a sister. Yeah. But um, he loves her. And he will do anything for her, which he says earlier, even I think in that episode, or maybe it was the episode before that. But then when he sees her sit on the throne, he can sense that something is totally wrong and that she has changed. And he might not know it yet. I'm not sure. They don't really touch on it. But I mean, the only thing keeping her kind of sane were her children. Of whom she only had one left at the beginning of this season. Right. And how is she going to act when... I mean, well, actually, they kind of showed it. How how would she act when she probably deduced, because she's not dumb, she's very smart, that she was kind of the reason for her son throwing himself out the window. Well, and I and think- she acted so cold about it, like out of character, because I think she had already, her son was dead to her because he had clearly chosen Marjorie and he had aligned himself with the faith. And if right. you recall his mom's saving graces, well, I'll just do a trial by combat. I've got the mountain. Who's going to stop me? Right. And two previous episodes from the finale, he said, he said no more trial by combat. Yeah. And then you'll stand uh, accountable to the seven. And so she's like, I'm screwed. I have to fight. And if you'll recall a few seas or a few episodes prior to the finale, when lady Olena, uh, the of house Tyrell, the old, uh, Marjorie's yeah. grandma, who's yep. an awesome character and just is so witty. She's cool. She basically calls Cersei out and says, you are so stupid. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do now? You're gonna just kill everybody. Yeah, it was her that said, "What are you gonna do?" I think she put kill everyone. She put the idea in her head almost, and then that's when she went to Kyburn, the guy who's kind of responsible for recreating uh, Gregor Clegane, now the Mountain, aka Robert Strong. Now, right, the Mad Scientist. Yeah, who then found the Wild. Who's now her hand? uh, Her right hand. Hand of the King. He is. Yeah, he been. Yeah, yeah, they don't say it, but they show him with the pendant, and when she's sitting on the throne, you see him right there by her side, and he's he's a little Kniever. He's he's weird and creepy. He is. Um, so yeah, but she owned the second half of this season. She had such horrible things happen to her, which I mean, throughout this, throughout all of Game of Thrones, she was always the one a in power and B the one that was willing to do some pretty bad stuff to other people. Yeah. And then she just gets shit on continuously. And literally someone throws shit at her last year when she was doing <laughs> yes. her walk of shame and, or the uh, walk of atonement. Shame. And, and that was, I think... I think she had really two breaking points. One was that part right there. And the other part was when she lost her last son. Because you say she was already, uh, she she had already kind of lost touch with him, which I totally Big agree time, with. Yeah. But she still tried to keep him from it. She tr- still tried to right, save his life went and, uh... because she still cared about him. And I think that what the show writers were trying to say was, that he was the only shred of humanity she had left. Mm-hmm. And then he literally jumped out the window because of something she did, yeah. making everything even worse. And then it almost made her snap so hard that she didn't show any emotion, any emotion nope. for her own son dying. Just completely unglued became, but not like... Unlike like, her first son. When yeah. he died, there's a lot of emotion. Oh, absolutely. That. Yeah. And I think she's lost a child season by season now. Season four, Joffrey died. Season five, uh, Maricela died. Season six, now her last son, Tommen, is gone. And I think one of the reasons why Jamie had that look, because he comes back, obviously he knows that something's not right here. So what? Like, does he know that his his son is essentially dead too? Because for the king not to be sitting on the throne, yeah. and, you know, she's wearing the crown, something's wrong. I, you know, I predict a lot of things about this show, just based on my intuition and my theories and stuff like that. I didn't see Cersei by the end of season six sitting on the crown. No. And she is power hungry, no yeah. doubt. But she's well, not and as... she's got... Um, for somebody who is physically more frail than the average king, she's got literally a bag of muscles just sitting, standing there next to her, yeah. willing to fight to the death for her. He's literally a Frankenstein creation. And then to her right, she's got somebody who's got the smarts and creativity to create that kind of thing. Yeah. And also 
is familiar with the seedy underbelly of like the city where he uses the kids to his, you know, the, uh, his little the birds, orphan, yeah. the orphan kids to his advantage, even having them kill for him just with, for the promise of candy. And, um, and so what she's put together just with those three, there's so much that they can do. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, I think I, they're setting it up to have her be the next big villain who's not, held back by almost anything. Yeah, and let's talk about how the empowerment of so many strong female characters really coming to fruition this season. Yeah. So you've got Cersei now asserting herself atop uh, the throne. You've got Daenerys. Finally, everything has been put into place. She's been collecting little pieces towards mm -hmm. her puzzle all along, and now she's set in voyage, and she's joined up with another emerging strong female character, Yara, Yara Greyjoy, yeah. Yeah, who's brought the ships, but now she, uh, she's then wanting protection from her uncle, who uh, yep. killed their father earlier in the season, and is probably coming after them. And yeah, what, and what, uh, I mean, you've got Sansa now potentially. Uh, right, Sansa's made such a huge change since. There's a power play coming with her, for sure. Well, uh, yeah, the, you could see that there's going to be a power struggle between her who's actual blood and then Jon Snow who's Who we now the bastard child but really the bastard nephew of Ned Stark. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, what a great scene that was too. And so you you already start to see little seeds of that with the fact that um Sansa doesn't let him know at all about Littlefinger and his army. There's and, some discord. And 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 she could have easily said that but instead because he didn't specifically ask her, I want your opinion on this when they were planning the battle, she kind of thought, well, she was already kind of irritated about that when she made light right. to Jon Snow, but that she kind of was just gone for the battle and then comes back with this army, saving the day, completely 100% saving the day. And and Jon Snow had no idea that that was happening, and he's the commander of that whole army. And so I feel like there's a little bit of a power struggle where she was like, look, you didn't ask. You didn't ask for my help. So I just went and did it and I saved the day. Um, and then still, even all of that aside, all of the men kind of, I don't want to say voted, but swore to Jon Snow they rallied as around their him, yeah. rightful leader, not Sansa. But I, I, I have a feeling that's going to be a power struggle going into the next season. Well, especially... Eventually, this leads me to believe because the only person who now knows Jon Snow's true identity is Bran Stark. So, oh yeah, he's gonna have to be the one to tell Jon. Yep. So that's gonna be a happy reunion. Hopefully, season seven. I feel like that's impending. Uh, hopefully, Bran can make it because they're shit like out of luck pretty yeah. much at this point. Bef uh, before we go into Bran, though, yeah, I, I want to mention something more about Sansa mm -hmm. and the way that she's changed because after Ramsey Bolton oh, yeah. has, has tormented really her. tormented her. Yeah. There's that one scene where uh, they finally defeat Ramsey Bolton at the end of the most epic battle, battle in television history, so um, cool. where he's in that dog kennel and he's all chained up and she basically gives him a taste of his own medicine by feeding him to the same dogs that he feeds everybody else to. Right. And he says to her, um, there's always going to be a part of me inside of you. Right. And I know exactly what I think that means. Well, I, I think I've heard two things. One is that means that maybe she's pregnant. Right. I kind of took it as that his bit of evil and um, lack of emotion and kind of lust for blood against those who he he crossed thinks him. crossed yeah. him and in her case in Sansa she has I think she's starting to get the same thing starting with Ramsey Bolton himself but I think the fact that she used his tactic uh, to kill him shows that she is starting to become a little bit more like him yeah that's the way I took it definitely I think a pregnancy would be too easy I I agree more with of like hey a part of me is now a part of you like emotionally mentally. and mentally. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to point out one thing, please. I don't know if you noticed this. So when they were on the horses, Ramsey says that he hasn't fed his dog and dogs in seven days. He, that to me was a punch or a, not a punchline, um, a telegraph. He telegraphed his own fate to me. But here's the thing. Sansa later when visiting him says, you said you haven't fed them in seven days. 
Sansa rode off by the point where he said that. Oh, when they had their little uh, pregame meetup when yeah. John just offered to fight him one on one. Yeah, I never noticed. So that. she rode off um, before he said that. So somewhere in editing, they kind of screwed up. That might show up on IMDb, you know, under like when you look up yeah, uh, the pages, it'll say, uh, what do they call those? Like their flubs or mishaps or the trivia goofs piece. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. No, that is a good point. Um, and then, of course, Arya saying, you know what? Now nah, this faceless men thing ain't for me. Uh, she did yeah. kind of waste two seasons in Bravos. I mean, it wasn't completely a waste because now she's you know trained yeah i no, i think that it was a perfect setup to get her to be a, a stealthy ninja killer yeah so now she's taken not the ideals of the faceless men but their their knowledge right and their know-how and the ability to be anybody if she truly is nobody but she's not committed to serving the many face god she's wanting to serve herself uh, and you know, I tuned in for, I always tune in afterwards for the, uh, behind the scenes mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, uh, the producers, uh, DB Weiss and David Benioff, uh, talk about the episodes. And, uh, one of them said, you know, we want to make it clear that Arya is now playing a very dangerous game. You know, she's committed to being, you know, an assassin and wiping people yeah. off her list. And if you will recall, the only two, three people left on her list uh, are actually still in play, as far as I know. She did uh, her list earlier from previous seasons. Her revenge list was still had Cersei Lannister on it, uh, mm-hmm. Gregor Clegane, the Mountain, and then she uh, also would name Sir well, Illyn Payne was the guy who cut off Ned Stark's head. But it's not like he did it out of pleasure. He was just the executioner. Oh right. We haven't seen him since like season two, though. That's that's him right there. Um, <laughs> for if you're wondering, we have a little Game of Thrones map because let's face it, there are a lot of characters, and sometimes we yeah. need help just recollecting. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to see how that plays off, but she used to name Walter Frey. She would say Sir Maron Trant. That was the guy she killed at the end of last season and then got uh-huh. scolded for and blinded for. Um, so I yeah, she, she, she is turning out to be violent. She is a violent person. Yeah. I was if, surprised she left, um, the guy who leads the many faced God religion. I don't know his name. Oh no. She respects that. Jagan Hagar. Okay, yeah. So, I think there's a mutual admiration Well, there. I was almost surprised because he set somebody out to kill her. And she called him Reluctantly, on Reluctantly, but yeah, and she called him on it, and he was just like, yeah, and here you are. Yeah, and, and here you are. But the thing is, is, I mean, if I were in her shoes, I would worry that he's going to continue sending somebody after her. But... They kind of made it sound like uh, there's a nice little bow on it. You won. there's there's peace. You know, it seems yeah, like. like yeah, I sent somebody after you, but you survived it, so we're done. So we're cool. Um, I was just kind of surprised that she just let him go. I think there's a mutual admiration um, because his beef was never with her. It was just about serving the god. And if you'll uh, if you'll recall when she says, "I don't think I can go through with this," and he goes, "Well, then." I will be brought, the many faced God will be brought another name, like saying, okay, so if you don't kill someone, it's your ass. Right. But she brought him a face. Right. Uh, the waif, as she was referred to, the girl that would beat her up with sticks and just was punking her all along. Um, that was kind of a cool scene when she brought him the face. Uh, yeah, so I think he was just like, all right, cool, I'll take this and we'll call it even. Um, yeah. However, the only thing that makes me pseudo sad. Is is this the last of Jagan Hagar? Because I've really enjoyed him. Talk about just like a mystery. Yeah, I mean he's the closest thing this uh, show has to an android. You know, you just don't know what his like his programming is. Yeah, and he's what's his function. really stone faced the yeah. entire time. And he's in the show. been in the show for quite a while. I think uh, season two or three is when he first made his appearance, hmm. and he's been a mystery ever since. So I wonder if we've seen the last of him. So uh, here's one question though: Do they have to? So they literally get the faces. Yep. From killing somebody and, and they taking finally the showed face that off, this right? season. Yeah. They, they did. Yeah, with uh, now, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. <laughs> yeah, face off, exactly. Such they watched that movie, movie and they're like, oh, that's how that's you That's a do good it. idea. Um, but here's the thing that gets me she wasn't willing to kill for the many faced God because she thought that that person was innocent. Mm-hmm. Yet, she used the face of one of the waitresses at Walder Frey's palace, um, which, when I saw that, and she took it off. I was like, oh, wait. So that means she killed that waitress? Or I kind of thought that too. Maybe she had just grabbed one off the wall before she left. But it's the same woman? Because that woman was there earlier. No, that was Arya doing some reconnaissance. That's the way I took it. And remember she was staring down Jamie Lannister? 
because she knows the Lannisters. She does not like the Lannisters. So if you remember, Bronn was like, hey, this one's checking you out, you know? And Jamie right. looks back and he's like, meh. Right. That was her, right? That, but I think that was already Arya planting herself in the party, oh. then waiting until everyone was drunk and went home, and then doing her thing. Oh, I think she just pulled okay. a face off the wall from like okay. before she uh, got no, on the ship. No, actually, that makes that makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, I don't think, as much as Arya's kind of now into like the thrill kill, as like mm-hmm. she's getting kind of off on it, and she's like now doing speeches, she's like, I'm Arya Stark, and I want the last thing you see to be a Stark laughing over your right. dead body or whatever it was. So now she's yeah, kind of like... Yeah, smiling over your dead body yeah. or whatever, yeah. So I think as much as she's getting into the thrill kill aspect of things, she's still doing it with a somewhat fair sense of justice in her mind. I don't think she's just going to kill innocents. Yeah. I don't think she's going to hesitate to kill someone she thinks guilty, um, as she's actually been doing for many seasons now, but now she's getting good at it. Yeah. I can't wait to see... Uh, where she winds up because obviously she made her intentions known she wants to go home and I, how great was it in the Battle of the Bastards episode to see the Bolton uh, flayed man banner fall and then uh, the, the and wolf the star- banner yeah the startling drop uh, yeah that was like that like I felt emotional for that again like I said there's an end game taking place I foresee maybe two more seasons happening uh, first of which the focus would be on Daenerys taking her throne Cersei Lannister using the last of her resources to try to prevent that from happening. But that's that's a freight train Daenerys has coming for King's Landing. She's got the Dothraki on ships, and you know they were deathly afraid yeah. of water, but she's convinced them with, through, like, hey, I am powerful, I'm a queen, do what I say, and you'll be rewarded. So they're on ships with their horses. She's got three dragons. She's got the second sons protecting Marine. She's got yeah. the Unsullied, what's left of them is still coming. She's got she the got Greyjoys. She's got all those ships now. Yeah, and then the Greyjoy army. Yeah. I yeah. mean... That's that's a I, big I, fleet coming towards King's Landing. I mean, she's literally getting almost unbeatable by this point. Yeah. And so I'm wondering how So something's going to go of... wrong internally that's going to sabotage that. Oh yeah, that's I feel like someone's going to sabotage her internally. And don't forget Varys, you know, the uh, the bald eunuch is uh kind of doing a little free agent work. He went mm-hmm. to um back to uh the grandmother um Yeah, and... um Lady Olena and then connected her with uh, Ilaria Sand and the Sand Snakes, who are now ruling Dorne. If you recall, they uh, took over at the very beginning of the season. Uh, and now, because she hates the Lannisters, and now she's in power by taking it from Oberyn's brother, killing him and his son. And now they're conspiring to uh, you know, smash up the Lannisters, because Lady Olena said to herself, I have nothing left. She just killed my, my whole lineage. Yep. My son's gone, my grandson, my granddaughter all burnt up by wildfire. I, I just want, want revenge. revenge. Yeah. So yeah. And she has a very well-trained army at her command now. So knowing all that's coming her way, or she'll soon find out, Cersei Lannister has got a lot on her hands, but the Lannisters have always been really resilient. Um, I am curious to see how that's going to play out in season seven. And then I imagine if like if there are two seasons left, then season eight will be like, okay, everyone who's left, hopefully what there is to know will already be known. People will know that Rob is... Uh, Rob, excuse me, R.I.P. Rob. Uh, John is uh, a Targaryen. Uh, hopefully, he'll get to meet Daenerys, and they'll like, I guess, technically, if what it seems bone. to be true. Well, she's his aunt, then technically, if what they alluded to is in fact true, that she he yeah. is indeed Rhaegar Targaryens. They, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right? I mean, sisters and brothers. Yeah, I bet they would have us, beautiful so. children. Um, so, anyways, anybody I, would have beautiful children with Daenerys. No, John's a handsome Kit Harrington. Yes. Yeah. Let's. Let's do them both. Yeah. Yeah, four way. Okay. Okay. Uh, call, make some calls. Um, but uh, then <laughs> I think the us. end final season, uh, how I imagine it, will be then who's left to all unite against the White Walkers. And if you'll recall, there's only two things that we know of in this show that can kill White Walkers uh, Dragon Glass mm-hmm. and Valerian Steel. Which they St- only have. Wait, Valerian Steel can? I think so. Oh, okay. So there's not that much dragon glass. No, like, we've only we've actually only seen, seen it once. Dagger. That was with uh, Samwell. Yeah. Who's a college man now. <laughs> he made it to the college. Oh, yeah. That college was awesome. It looked like something from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that whole town was really cool. Yeah, especially the condescending librarian prick. I no, like middle him. children. I actually really liked him because I think um, this entire series is completely void of humor for the most part. Yeah. And that guy, that guy's character, he's like though the most short-lived, humane. was just funny yeah. he was just funny to watch and i i was like you know what he was so I, bothered I, I appreciate that little bit of lightheartedness that they added to it yeah um and maybe sam uh samuel tarley is going to be like the missing link in all of this like 
he's going to put out knowledge of how to actually. Oh, oh. Because someone over the years oh, must have. Yeah, maybe he learns the secret to killing White Walkers or yeah. something. And maybe it's Dragon's Fire. And so maybe, I don't know. I, uh, there's so many possibilities. And I really just feel like as many possibilities as there are, still not a lot of time left. Because like I said, mm-hmm. it's gearing towards the end. I, I'm so just, you think, though, two seasons before they actually have a final like battle with the White Walkers? I think they'll have some hints like last season's hard home or something like that uh-huh. as like they approach. But I think there's just going to be an epic all out like battle or maybe it takes place over like three episodes or something like that. I would love that. Oh, that'd be so good. But anyways. We, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have more? I, you go. I just want to say, can we talk about the battle? The battle, the big of, the battle of the bastards. Yeah, that was heart wrenching. I knew. Well, hey, tell you what. Yes. But what I want to talk about first real quick leading into that. Because I knew that uh, as soon as I saw Rickon Stark, a uh, few episodes right. previous, get captured and be presented as like a um, a bargaining chip for Ramsey, I'm like, oh, he's dead. Right. Maybe not this episode, but poor dude is dead. And sure enough, let's talk real quick about the deaths all the season because there were a lot of exits. And then let's save Rickon for last into a parlay for Battle of the Bastards. So let's talk about all the people, uh, whether main characters or side characters that are gone. And I wrote these down just off memory, so I might be missing some, but I'm trying to start at the beginning. So uh, Duran and Tristan, Tristan, Tristan Martell, uh, gone as a result of the uh, Ilaria Sand and her bastard daughter, so to speak, uprising over in uh, Dorne. Uh, Ollie, the little child who John took in and stabbed John in the heart. He was the last one to stab oh, John yeah. last season. He's hung. That was, that was weird that was rough. to see John Snow kill a child. He no did, matter. It was his orders, though. You know, he didn't want to, and he was torn about it. And you remember, he's like, "F this, I'm out of here." I know. I actually, it was rough. I was waiting for him to change his mind. No, no and mercy. I, I know, but that that was it was it, it was hard. It, it was, was hard. hard and then also on that hanging line was uh, Alistair Thorne, who's been OG. He's season one, and he's gone as of episode two or th- was no three because episode two John came back to life. Mm-hmm. Episode three, he took care of business. Uh, Ruse Bolton's gone uh, as a result of Ramsay stabbing him. Ramsay's gone. And then uh, Walda Frey, who was uh, promised to Ruse in marriage. Uh, she's uh, Walder Frey's one of his many daughters. She's gone. She got member gobbled up by the hounds and mm-hmm. Ramsey's little baby brother. That was cold. Oh, man. Which that just was... made his. It made you, know, you hate him more. Yeah. Like, which made his demise even child. more Ugh. satisfying. Balon Greyjoy is gone, the king of the uh, Salt Throne over in Pike. He's gone, which necessitated uh, the Greyjoys making moves. Osha, the wildling whore who unfortunately <laughs> tried to outduel Ramsay after she gets c- captured with, with uh, Rickon Stark, unfortunately takes a knife to the throat, courtesy of Ramsay. God, Ramsay did a lot this <laughs> season, bastard. Hodor, of course, the infamous, now infamous, talk about s- scenes that are going to be talked about for a long time, mm. the hold the door scene, oh, which was brilliant. Good... Cool storytelling. That was that was gut-wrenching. That, that whole episode from the time Bran stayed in the, the vision too long, I was like, oh no, this is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the, the children. What a, what a cool, what a cool chase scene too. Oh, when the uh, the whites, the like the animate reanimated corpse are filling up the tunnels, running upside yeah, they're, down. Yeah, they're and they're crawling all over the walls. That was free, looking like a horde of almost bugs. Yeah. you know the way they were coming at them. Yeah, that, that was, was freakish. Cool. That was pretty damn awesome. I also like, by the way, just on that same note, that we learned how the White Walkers were created. Yes, by the children. You know, one of the things that... And would you recall what was stabbed into their heart? Was it the glass? Dragon glass, yeah. yeah. So um, many cool little tie-ins. One of the things that the television writers did this season, which never really happened previously in the books, was they set out to explain several things. Yes. So they explained how the White Walkers came to be. They explained little things like, um, why does Hodor... Only say Hodor. So cool. And then you learn he was a regular guy. His name wasn't Hodor. Willis. And this whole thing, this whole kind of like time jump in a way, like the, the inception dream the, within a dream. It was very inceptionist. Um, made that happen. Yeah. And and you're like, wow, how cool is that? Like that's good writing. They were yeah. like, well, let's create an origin to this piece of the story. Yeah. And and set out to to make that. And I, I actually really like that. It gave. I don't know. It just tied up some loose ends that we've been wondering about. Actually, at the end of that very episode, uh, the um, behind the scenes, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the the show writers actually did talk about George R. R. Martin approaching them with that idea, oh, saying okay. he hadn't penned it yet, but he had a great idea, and then they took that and translated it into that episode. So they credit oh. him with the hold the door, Hodor. Okay. Uh, yeah. And oh, I was so sad to see him go. It's not like he was in every episode, but he was a lovable. He's a sentimental though. favorite yeah. for sure. Uh, it was sad to see him go, but it was almost fitting of him because he was just such a gentle dude. And, uh, you know, he just followed orders and he was just happy to serve. And, and, and I mean, he pretty much protected Bran his entire life almost. Yeah. And then just lugged him around. So it was, yep. it was fitting to see him go out and act of heroic, service r.i.p hodor that was a tough one for me to get over the yeah. three-eyed raven the now original first three-eyed raven is gone of course vanquished by the knight's king which was a cool scene that how he just kind of smoke disappeared into smoke it was awesome when he was yeah. killed in reality but in the vision he just kind of went off into like a deep purple powder i really like that scene uh who else is gone uh the blackfish who came back this season from season three that's a Catelyn Stark's nephew, uh, uh, Brandon Tully, he's gone. He didn't even get an on-screen death. They're just like, oh, he died somehow. Yeah, which is okay. I, uh, but you know, it I, was weird because he was like the whole catalyst for an episode. He confronts Jamie and actually kind of outduels him mentally. And he's like, dude, I can have enough supplies to be here for two years. What do you got? Yeah. You got a siege, so what? But then uh, the returning Edmure Tully uh, kind of spoiled that whole thing. Uh, who else is gone? Rickon Stark. Whoa, no, no, I said we we're going to wait to get to him. Uh, Ramsey Bolton's gone. Yes, that was awesome. Uh, the whole Tyrell clan is gone, like we were talking about. Sucked up by Wildfire. High Sparrow's gone. Brother Lancel is gone, formerly Lancel Lannister. Now he's Brother Lancel of the Faith. Mm-hmm. Um, he That was an intense scene um, when he's crawling to try to put out the candle after he got like his uh, Achilles heel sliced. Oh, and yeah. yeah, and then the music playing, it was almost like Godfather-ish. It was really intense. Uh, that music really got to me. Yeah. Um, well, it was very... It built up that whole climax of that. And you knew it was going to happen, but still you were hoping he could just like spit on it for just a second or something like that. (laughs) Uh, Grandmaster Picel, he's the old white bearded guy, like you said, got taken out by the little birds. Mm -hmm. Um, He's OG. He was season one. Uh, Walder Frey is also gone before he got his sons served to him in a pie, which was awesome. Uh, I think that's everyone I could remember. Oh, one Uh, one, the giant. He unfortunately took all those arrows and... Waif... Oh, the waif, yes. The waif. Or, she's yeah. now faceless. She, yeah, she's, she's now, now faceless. serving the many-faced god up um, on the wall. And uh, Brother Ray. Oh, the, the guy, guy who, who was kind of helped bring came back and went in one season or yeah. one episode, I should say. Yeah. You know, I like that. Ian actor. McShane from uh, yes. Deadwood. Yeah. Well, from a lot of things. From yeah, a lot of them. That he's, voice he's awesome. is. Yeah. Uh, I like. He was that a great actor. character. He showed that the Hound could maybe have a touch of humanity about him. You know, when he first showed up, I was like, oh, there's something about this guy. And and then you kind of get to the point where you're like, oh, no, actually, he's just a really nice guy. And, yeah, like, I'm like... And then they kill him. And you're like, he's the nicest guy that has ever existed in this entire And he came universe. from a troubled past, too. He, like, he's like, yeah, I was he a soldier. I just killed people because of his orders. But... We can help people. We yeah. can we can live in humanity. And then he got taken out by some rogue a holes. God, and you know what? That I I love the Hound's story. Great character. Where he's gone through so much crap in his life, and he's done so much bad stuff, and he's it's almost like he's not a bad guy, and so he constantly, uh, he he constantly feels like he deserves to die. He deserves bad shit to happen to him, and um, but it he is almost unkillable. He won't die no matter like what happens to him, but people all around him die. And so he just becomes this, um, this man on fire in a sense where he's so angry, but he doesn't care if he lives or dies. He just wants, that makes him dangerous. Exactly. He just wants revenge against those who do the wrong things to him yeah that's right and then of course the last death we'll mention segueing back into what brandon wanted to talk about just a minute ago Rickon stark is a pin cushion after yeah. this season oh, uh, and he was, was a, kind of the forgotten that was a stark scene oh my god you're I, like you're like oh is he gonna is he gonna ramsey was is just toying with it? him <sighs> yeah yeah it was it was really sad and then that of course set the the keg powder explosion off for john charging fighting emotional even, even though his all his so, little what of his army is like don't what are you doing yeah. don't do it so good though when he's just standing there against the entire ramsey bolton army yeah and they start charging at him and he's just like i thought all oh right, my gosh is, is he gonna die he, again? no he was like he thought the same thing he was like i'm gonna die here so he pulls out a sword and he's like i'm gonna go out with a bang though and then all of a sudden his army just crashes into him from behind and he's 
he's like shaking his head and he's looking around going, uh, uh, what's happening? Okay. I get, I guess I better get into this. Yeah. And then it, it, from there, it starts one of the coolest battle scenes that has ever been on TV. You know what that scene reminded me of? It reminded me of the opening beach scene from Saving Private Ryan. It's just as far as like feeling like, oh crap. There's these so guys much are, going around. Yeah. Like that, yeah. shell shock feeling like what is going on? And just people coming from everywhere, explosion. Well, no explosions, but you know yeah. the equivalent, medieval equivalent explosions. Horses here, arrows here, and you notice Ramsey was firing on his own people with the arrows just to get yep. it there. Oh, they made, they made, they po- pointed that out where he um, purposely constructed that wall. Where John's side, we're going to fire arrows, and they said, "No, that's our people." And then right after He's that, like, ah, Ramsey's like, "Fire!" and and yeah, which what a bastard. Uh, <laughs> Not literally, because I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah literally. but like just what an a hole move. But you know, um. Speaking of your uh, connection to Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. I, I totally get that because in Saving Private Ryan, there is that same sense of, I don't know what's happening. I don't know who's who. There's just so much going on. Like and war in that is same real. battle, you had people fighting in such close quarters, some on horses, some on foot, different weapons. But you got to the point where you're like, okay, so many people just died, but I don't know if they were good people or bad people. So you couldn't tell who... Was winning who was who? this yeah. fight, and um, I think they did that on purpose because in that battle, if you were one fighting, you wouldn't necessarily know who the person right next to you is that's holding up a sword. Right, you would have to think so fast to decide whether that's friend or foe. And how? Oh, I'm how, sure there was some friendly, friendly fire. Fi- yeah, so to how speak. much friendly kills happened in that? Oh, situation? you can imagine a lot. And then it went kind of from like uh, the the D Day scene to uh, a scene from Troy, all of a sudden when they made the enclosure around him and they kept charging and marching with the shield, spear, yes. shield, spear. It was very... Very r- tactical. Oh, it was awesome. And then, of course, it did the typical... It did the Lord of the Lord of the Rings saving like, moment. Yeah, like right at the end, when it's yes. all hope is lost, yep. the heroes arrive from around. That was really good. Thank song. you. It was, that was that's actually... Uh, I'm going to trademark that. Uh, yeah, and then like the knights in shining armor with the horses and... But it may, and of course, you see that coming in retrospect. But oh, I didn't. Up I, in, oh, I okay. literally thought I was like, "Holy crap!" I thought Jon Snow was going to win this despite the odds. But it literally looks like they are all going to die. And I was like, "How is Jon going to get out of this?" And I thought I really did think that the battle was lost for him. And then Sansa comes with Littlefinger's army and Knights of the Vale. Yes, that was an intense scene. But it was just so well done that I didn't even mind the fact that I knew it was coming because of the, uh, the way it was implemented. And then, of course, they go on to take Winterfell, kill Ramsay, or incapacitate him. Sansa does her thing. Great episode, one that's going to definitely be talked about for a long time. And this show has a knack for having awesome episode nines of any season. If you look back historically, yeah. some of the best episodes, most talked about ones, buzziest episodes, uh, were always happen to be in that ninth slot out of ten. Uh, what a great finale, too. Potentially my favorite finale. And, of course, we forgot to mention Tommen. You know, we mentioned it, but not officially when we were talking about all the deaths and departures. He is now gone. Oh, yeah. Couldn't take the pressure of losing his wife. Well, he tried to wife, fly, and, and apparently he can't. He <laughs> was like, maybe it. I'm the king of dragons. And he, nope. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he wasn't ready. No dragons swooped under you to save you. So, some of the returns, also some of the deaths, but there were a lot of returns this season. Benjamin Stark, all the way back from season one, uncle of the Stark kids, brother to Eddard. A uh, long time. Is that the little wussy kid? Wait, no, who? No, Benjen. I can't remember who. My ben uncle Benjen. He came back and he's right after the Hodor episode. He's the one that rescued Mira and Bran. He was oh, cold handed, and you can see yeah. he, something's not right because we haven't seen him since season one. He, he was, looks like a White Walker. He well, that's what they're. He's kind of alluding to that. So he had been touched by a White Walker, apparently. But not completely, or he was healed by someone's magic. We don't completely. He was sexually assaulted by a White yeah. Walker. So you yeah. see it in his face, and he even alluded to the fact that there, at the very finale, he's Brand asked him, "Aren't you going to come back with us uh, to the wall?" And he's like, "There's magic within that walls, and now I I can't go near it hmm. because he has some like White Walker in him, but he's like partial. He's like a but he's a, staying human mentally. Yeah, and he's fighting the White Walkers, and he I think he can be an instrumental piece in the upcoming big yeah, time yeah. showdown because yeah. he knows something. And he's he's mysterious, but he came back to help Bran and then at least bring him as far as he could. And so I hope we haven't seen the last of him. Now, apparently, he's that character in the book is no longer Benjen Stark, but they're calling him Cold Hand. They actually don't call him Cold Hand in the series, but that's uh, what the internet was referring to him as. That was a cool return, if only for just like two quick minutes. 
Uh, Bran Stark, of course, is back after being omitted, him and Mira, all last season. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that storyline has really taken shape. Of course, Rakan came back and also died with Osha. The Hound is back, like we mentioned. The Brotherhood Without Banners, who are now doing a little recruiting mission for the Hound. They had fought previously. Oh, yeah. And uh, but he just basically, and the Brotherhood Without Banners, they're another uh, faction in this that know the bigger picture. Like, hey, let's stop fighting each other. We've got a. We've right. got a, a threat to all of humanity coming. They know something. They're followers of the Lord of the Lord of Light. Uh, Edmure Tolley came back. I don't think. I think we've probably seen the last of him. Um, yeah. So some cool returns. So Brandon, I want to get in with you. Mm. That's weird. Yeah, Brandon, I want to get into with you some moments that we kind of saw coming. Moments that we had no idea were coming. Let's say, okay. oh crap versus no crap. Oh, so that's a good idea. Yeah. So like, <laughs> oh, crap, mean like, oh, crap, I didn't see that coming okay. versus, well, no crap. So what was your biggest, oh, crap moment like that just caught you by surprise? So one thing that I didn't see coming was Yara and, and Theon Greyjoy going and joining Danny's army. Yeah. I had, I just, the connection was never there before. And the fact that they escaped, I was like, oh, cool. I wonder where they're going. And, and then they end up on the shores there with with um, Daenerys and with some little bit of lesbian back and forth. There was, yeah. Uh, which I'd pay to see that. Um, they ended up joining and I didn't see that happening. I also kind of liked how she was like, no... No raping, no... No pillow. raping, no... Yeah. And she's like, no, basically being Vikings. And she was like, no raping, no reaping. And there was like... Uh, there was another know. R, like... Yeah. A, 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 a and, was there. Um, and she goes, but that's our way. And she goes, not anymore. She's like, and she's okay. like, all right. And I, I like that. I love how Daenerys is gaining power, but she's the one that even the audience wants to rally behind because she's got good in her. Yeah. And she's really trying to do good things. She she goes into crazy town a little bit sometimes. Um, but that's why she has Tyrion to now pull her back. Right. He even yeah. said, he's like, don't be your dad. And she's like, well, we, all of her fathers were evil. And he's like, yeah, but yours was the one that wanted to kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, I, I'm sorry. I, no, I that's didn't good, mean though. to go off on, on, on Daenerys, but I didn't see that uh, coming together. That, that was kind of, to me, a surprise alliance. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. They did have a little bit of playfulness between them. I wouldn't be surprised if that's like a thing. I don't know. There's I mean, a, you know, Yara. You know, Yara is. is yeah, they a they out her in this uh, yes, season. Yes. Which no surprise. She's she's salty. Yep. Yeah. That yep. I don't. But I'm saying she's literally the only female you pretty much ever see on the Iron Islands. Yeah. Um. And so you can tell that she's pretty much grown up with nothing but that testosterone man filled life and so she's kind of grown up to become that same thing that's a valid just point. in a woman's body yeah yeah very valid uh i think for me the biggest oh crap like wow that took me by surprise other than the finale when the, everyone actually gets lit up i'm like whoa they just killed like three or four people who are on the credits the opening credits not just featured after the fact mm-hmm. um but now in retrospect i makes sense but i think for me the very f- uh first episode uh, the last two minutes of that first episode when she takes off her little uh, necklace and right. she's like 150. Oh. I knew something was weird because about you her. Went, you were like, the, the the writers and the director of that episode were smart. They were like, let's make it so that we show the hot chick's body. And then all of a sudden she turns into an old chick. So the people are like, all right. Like, one, oh God, no. Complete 180. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I knew something was very mysterious about her character. And she was obviously had some magic or some just some type of voodoo about her. But I didn't know she was actually like a decrepit yeah. old lady. Yeah, it, it was weird. I think she's going to get outed next season as that. Someone's going to figure that out about her. Yep. And now she's off. She's been dismissed. And that right. was another oh crap moment for Don't me. Don't ever like, come back to the north yeah. or you'll be tried as a murderer. Or you're going to be hung right away. Yep. Yeah, I thought, I, and that to me, I think the best moral compass character on this show, like Walking Dead had Herschel, Dale, and uh, whoever they have now. Uh, I think this season, especially for the North, they have Sir Davos, who right. I love. Oh, he's such a cool guy. Yeah, and he should have been dead many times over by now because he can't fight, and you know he's faced danger at like a lot of turns, but he somehow ends up surviving. But now he, when he figured out through finding that figurine that they uh, sacrificed yeah. Shireen uh, Baratheon, I was like, wow. I thought I thought for sure he was gonna just break character and kill her, but still he even. But he did it. Like respectfully, he yeah. was he was enraged, but he even, still let Jon Snow make the decision. Yeah, he he said, "I I I say I 
what do you say? Basically, I, I make the motion that we kill this bitch right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he was saying. But he still left it up to, to John. Yeah. Uh, so what was some no crap moments like? Well, no duh. Are we gonna go back to oh crap? Because I still have more surprises. Crap me. <laughs> okay. Um, the whole explosion of the that Citadel Church the, the or sept. whatever that was the sept. Okay. Yeah. The whole explosion of that, I kind of, you know, a couple minutes before that happened, you're like, they're building up to something. And what is it? The music was and building. And then all of a sudden, um, like about maybe 20 to 30 seconds before it actually happens, you're like, oh my God, is she really going to blow up that entire building with those hundred or more people in that building? A couple hundred probably. And yeah, not only that, but then that explosion went out into the city and she killed a lot of people in the Civilians city as well. Civilians just walking around. And so that whole thing, I that... That were was like a turning point where I was like, "Whoa, she's gone full evil almost." Yeah. And then on top of that, another oh crap moment was when almost just nonchalantly they just showed Tommen just walk right up to the window and just step out. And I was like, "Oh shit!" He just like there's no sound effects, there's no music to it. It, it was, was just deathly silent. Dead. And I was like, "Damn, that's a weird way to just show the death of." A, her last son, and B, the king. Yeah, and it wasn't even at the very end of an episode to like kind <laughs> of like... It was just a It scene. was just like two minutes uh, in and of itself, like so that was the an 20th o- minute in the finale. Yeah, yeah that was an no crap moment. For sure. Yeah. That one definitely caught me by surprise too. I kind of felt like Tommen was in for it, but not like that. Yeah. And yeah, Marjorie's gone. I mean, they, some. I thought a lot of these characters would be like, so to speak, sorry to keep using this term, but like endgame characters, like they would be in it to the end, but they met their end and it's cool because it just... Really yeah. fuels the fire. Um, so why don't you give me your no crap moment? You know, I think we'll probably have a similar answer to this. But when Jon Snow came back, uh, even though it, it was too. very well done, yeah. you know, she did. She's like, "I've done all I can," and they leave. And then the you know, the camera pulls in, and you just see him sh- like like he just got shot. Yeah, I saw that. I did see that coming. Oh, I, absolutely. I, at the end of the last one, I was like, "Man, I don't know how they're gonna just kill off pretty much one of everybody's favorite." It's like. I don't know. That's like killing off Tyrion. You know, everybody's favorite character. And, and, and Jon Snow is one of them. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, I don't know if they're really going to keep him dead. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't surprised when, then when that happened either. Yeah, that's a good call. And another kind of, well, no duh moment that you kind of see coming for me was uh, uh, Jon taking back Winterfell. You just had to believe because Ramsey yeah. couldn't make it out of this yeah. season. If he did, man, people would just be like screaming for justice, you know? Yeah. I, so I, I, I felt like... I saw that. I thought that was going to happen too. But again, the way they did it was very well done. That that was when... See, to me, it was a surprise when um, Sansa showed up with the army and, that, and won it for him. That was, to me, kind of a, oh crap, I didn't see that coming because I thought Jon Snow would win and then I thought he would lose and then he won. Yeah. And so it, it kind of toyed with my emotions a little bit. And now he's the new king of the north. But can I can I put in an oh snap, please? When Ramsey got eaten by his own dogs, I was just like, oh snap! Like I was like, yes, suck it. Yeah, you deserve that a hundred times. And over. when they showed that his dog just go and bite his right face, in his face, I was like, yes. That must have been a I, really fun scene to shoot. Yeah. That'd be so, so awesome if the the hound himself in that moment comes in and goes nom, 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 and starts jumping. <laughs> He's like, I haven't eaten in seven days. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry too. Anyways, great season. Thank you so much to the people who make Game of Thrones possible. Yeah, you know, all it it takes out of my time is an hour a week. And you know what? Game of Thrones always from the very first season has been ten episodes, one hour each. Yeah. They've stick to their formula. I like that. But that means what? There's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. So now there's 42 weeks oh. that we're Game of Thrones list. Oh. Yeah. That's sad. Season seven is going to be awesome. I have to believe based on what we've seen. And I'm just like looking for my next, what's next, you know, as far as a weekly installment that I care about. I guess when Walking Dead comes back, even though I'm yeah. a little mm. hesitant to jump back in with I'm that so one. so angry at Walking Dead. Still. Anyways, let us know what you thought of um, the pictures of our balls we posted up to our website last week. Can you tell <laughs> us who's our who's? Uh, random fandom mine cast. are the shaved ones <laughs> i thought mine were oh now nobody's gonna be able to tell Damn us it. apart well how close to, i mean do you, do you like razor shave or do you use like an electric uh razor with a guard 
No, I actually have a beard trimmer. Oh. And so I keep it at like a three length, you okay. know, like the entire time. So I always have like this nice round fluff. Yeah. See, it. I used a Mach 2. I removed one blade, you know, so it's an equal blade to testicle ratio. Oh, nice. Yeah. So idea. it's a Mach 2. <laughs> we are mocking the shaving industry uh, with talks of our balls. Hey. Our, our sponsor is Shave Club. <laughs> Dollar Shave Club. We got to tell you guys, enter the promo code. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> to shave your balls with Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> yeah. Enter the club. Enter the code two bald nards and shave ten percent shave ten percent off your first order. Enter uh, enter the code two balls one razor. Oh <laughs> yum. It's late. So that is what we thought of Game of Thrones. Of course we could have gone on for hours, but uh that's the bulk of it. But nobody wants to listen to us go on for hours. Go on. You should go <laughs> so on. So let about me explain that. that. Please do. And take your time. Yeah. So we want to get into kind of our um our curtain call of fandom here and we're bringing about the shadow of the synopsis brandon's going to read me a synopsis whether it's straight off the page or loosely adapted of anything from anything we talk about whether it's a work of fiction from comics pop culture video games whatever it is and it's up to me this week to see if i can decipher it now if you've been listening we are like over four on our last yeah, few ones so let's hope we get been, back we, in we the did winning really column. good at first on our first few that we did yeah man we have been we've been waving it yeah yeah all right so yeah i'm going to read you a synopsis uh let's see if you can guess what it is are you ready for this launch okay john awakens- game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> sorry um you're right yeah <laughs> i said john john John's awaken not- that's well that's weird whoa seriously literally the first yeah john awakens alone in a well and then it goes in a strange hotel but then but that's weird because the season, kind of at the end of the first season, Castle he, Black's kind of like a hotel. Yeah, and he resurrects. I'm sure there's a hotel somewhere called Castle Black. There needs to be. Sounds like it'd be in Scotland. Yeah, well, because there's not really that many castles here in the U.S. <laughs> Darn it! All right, John awakens alone in a strange hotel to find that he is wanted for a series of brutal murders. The problem is that he can't remember whether he committed the murders or not. For one brief moment. He is convinced that he has gone completely mad. John seeks to unravel the twisted riddle of his identity. As he edges closer to solving the mystery, he stumbles upon a fiendish underworld controlled by a group of ominous beings collectively known as the Strangers. This sounds like a video game. Don't tell me. But I'm... The Strangers. You know, it's when you sit on your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've tried that, by the way. It doesn't really work. No, not really. No. You still know it's you. Yeah. But if you sit on somebody else's hand, like if you sit on a stranger's hand. <laughs> and then jerk them off. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that. Okay. All right. Can you be the stranger here? Please. In this situation. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm getting upset because I don't feel like I know oh, this. And I feel like I should know this because this seems so obvious. It's not. Ah, it should though. Is it tell Hmm. I don't think I'm gonna be able to reverse the curse on this one. I really want to be able to identify this, but the stranger. So a guy wakes up in a dark hotel, doesn't know who he is. And he finds it and underworld. He, people are after him for murders and he can't remember anything. He doesn't remember if he murdered these people or not. So he's trying to figure out not only who he is, but who actually committed these murders and if it was him and starts to realize that there's some weird beings that are collectively known as the strangers that are behind all of this. Okay. Answer me one question all right. and then I'll, I'll tell you what I know. Does this have in any shape or form guns? Not that I remember. Okay. Fair. I, I don't know. I've re- Gosh darn it. I, I want to know. <laughs> Dark City. Dark City with Kiefer Sutherland. Yep. Gosh darn it. It's not a game. <laughs> nope. I know that movie. It's been a yeah. long time since I've seen I, it. I actually love that movie. Oh, that's I a great movie. It. Um, I actually, that was right the stranger, when I was. Now I remember the yeah. Str- yeah. That was right when I was um, really getting into film and wanted to make films myself. Mm-hmm. And so I remember seeing that just going, God, I love the directing in this. Like it was, it was one of the first movies that where the directing went beyond passive. Like it made itself known that it was kind of clever 
yeah, and the it was directing a presence. style. And yeah, it changed the way you watch the movie. Um, and I and I I remember going, this is that's what a cool scene that was, or what an interesting way to film that. I, I remember thinking that. That was a good what early to mid nineties uh, sci-fi drama. How would you call sci-fi it? for sure? Sci-fi. Yeah. And and you, you were asking if they use guns. They don't. Remember, they just like mind fuck each other. That's <laughs> like, right. Yeah, in that like weird end battle. Yeah. Yeah. Good weird. call. Wow. I really want to go watch that movie again now. Oh, great movie. That's what actually what's been kind of cool about this is I think it for the things especially we haven't got it kind of sparks an interest or yeah. like a remembrance of. Yep. Like I really hope you go watch Monster Squad. I won't. Granted, it was an <laughs> '80s movie, so it meant more to me when I was a kid. Right. But still, it's just a fun movie. Now it's probably like it's probably like going back and watching the Neutrals movie now, and you're like, "This is a bad movie." Like, why but did back I like then, this? Be, it, it, we loved it, and now we watch it with nostalgia. It, in our it's hearts it's and, it's yeah. fun seeing it through adults' lens and kids' lens. So tune in next week to see if we can finally get one right, which we won't. Which we probably won't. No. So. Let's get into our awesome quote. Um, I want to say geek history. I want to say geek history, but I feel like uh, Game of Thrones is not. You know, we're pretty. So we'll have to go back to the start at least, because that's more historical than just like last week's episode. Okay. Awesome quote in geek history. I'm trying to think of how that would sound if we acronymically spelled it out. A quiff. <laughs> okay. A quiff. No, where do you get the F from? Geek. <laughs> geek. Geek. Let's take a listen to this week's awesome quote in geek history. There is only one God, and his name is Death. And there is only one thing we say to Death. Not today. And as you just heard, that was from Princess Bride and Inigo yeah. Montoya. There is only one God. His name is Inigo Montoya. And you killed his father, not prepared to die. No, that was Sirio Farrell, uh, Arya's dancing instructor, sword instructor, from Bravos, where she just now came home from, uh, telling her that uh, you're not dying today. Unfortunately, he died right after that. That was when, <laughs> God, even like season one, I remember it so clearly. Great show. Great episode, you and I talking Game of Thrones and talking stuff. Everything else we'll get into next week is kind of a slow-moving week for me personally with video games and movies and stuff like that. So just as well, we spent the bulk yeah, talking about Game of Thrones. This is, all a, this is all a Game of Thrones spoiler cast. We'll get into all the other stuff. Oh, and by the way, spoiler. You ready? Yeah. Jamie Lannister yep. has a metal dick. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. Actually, it probably helps him. With his metal hand, yeah. He could, well, I mean, in general, he could just always be ready. Exactly. I'm sure the ladies don't mind it. That's, he is handsome. Yeah. And handsome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. We are clearly run out of things to talk about. Why don't we say goodbye now? Again, you can join us at Random Fandom WBB on Twitter. Go ahead. Oh, look, <laughs> we just got three more likes. You can also find us on our website, Random Fandom Cast dot com and brandon or just email us email email us email at randomfandomcast at gmail.com and until we talk to you again uh may the gods bless you right or what do they say and remember don't fuck with the many gods yeah i think that's what they say and remember a podcaster always pays his debts and with that have a good week happy fourth of july go america yeah happy birthday america usa Set to
Cause we know winter's coming 